guys. Hey guys, welcome to episode 27 of Res Hockey. Feels like I'm yelling. Am I yelling? I don't think you're yelling. Well, maybe you're just excited. I'm just excited. I'm pumped. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to episode 27 of Res Hockey. I'm Trev. And uh, down the hill, always, Bush. It's uh, good old Bush. See? Bush has a bush on his face. <laughs> Fuck. I thought you were going for a trim, trim your beard, man. That's tomorrow. But I got to cancel it, though, because we got something else tomorrow. Yeah, we have a surprise. Uh, we'll yeah. announce it next week. But yeah, we yeah, have some cool. big things happening for Res Hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty excited about it, but can't say much now as it's. It's uh, we'll just we're just telling you that Res Hockey is uh has some big plans. So that's, that's all we'll say that. is big big plans. Big plans. Yeah. So uh, you think if I have not... a potato chip, people will hear me. Yeah, try it then. Wait. All right. I gotta use a dip here. Res Hockey endorses French onion dip. No, you gotta go pickle, man. Ah. Eh. A little minimal. Okay. What kind of do you eat? Uh, Lay's or Old Dutch? This year's PC choice. Uh, President's choice ripple cut. Ripple cut. Yeah. Ripple cut. Thick cut. <laughs> I usually go with Lay's. Lay's and pickle dip, man. Mm, I'll try that. You don't like? You usually don't try what? pickle dip. No, I, I just always reach for the French onion dip because that's what I'm familiar with. Comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, episode 27, our guest for the show is from Cross Lake, Manitoba. Ooh, Cross Lake. Harley Garriock. Yeah. Harley's a good, solid defenseman. Played uh, played and won a lot of uh, res tourneys. <laughs> One in North American here in Kenora. A couple and, uh, times, probably. Probably a couple times, yeah. yeah. So we're excited to have Harley on the show. Uh, I reached out to Harley, shot him a message, and asked him, and he uh, accepted right away. So it right makes on. it a lot easier when we uh, when the guest accepted right away. doesn't make it as hard. So thanks, we're Harley. Not, so we're not chasing and waiting for meetings and... Like, you know, like some past, well, not past, <laughs> some, some uh, people that we asked who will stay anonymous. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that. It just pisses me off again. <laughs> Speaking of being pissed off. Why are you pissed off? Are you pissed off? At- I shouldn't say. I'm, I'm, I'll, say I'm- I'll give you three numbers. Two, nine, and two. What are those numbers? Two is, is, is my mic listening? Hello. <laughs> it is. Uh, Do those numbers the mean worst, anything one of the, Probably the worst record in the NHL as of now, in the yeah. last uh, in the last twelve games. The, the worst workout. Yeah. Or wait, two nine. Yeah, two thirteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm wishful thinking. Yeah, uh, honest. I checked TSN Sportsnet. Yeah, they both. The worst record in the NHL right now. In the last they might be tied for the last, yeah. No, they're last because Phoenix is, has one more win. Mm-hmm. 
what do you say to that? Like, you have the two of the best players in the league, Dry Saddle and McDavid, yet you're two nine and two in your last 13. They shouldn't have played Winnipeg December 13th. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was the start of the landslide. You know what? You want to... Can you they, blame they, COVID? No, you can't blame COVID at all. I think what it falls upon the players to... I think McDavid and Drysdale, I think Tippett overplayed them the last uh, three years. I think they're mentally, I think they're burnt out. They're getting, they're tired of uh, being the one, two scoring in the team. Like why, like they got to get a bottom, bottom six players. They got to get them. They get, Holland shouldn't have signed Nurse for all that money. Yes, they should have gave him a little bit of money, but not all that. He's, Nurse is a good defenseman. Let's, let's call it what it is, but he's definitely not. Like he's no Team Canada candidate, if you ask me. No, he's not. No. So. Top See six on your team. Yep. I know. Yeah. You, you. It all falls apart, man. Yeah. But now, now bears a stud on Carolina, which is surging. By the way, they might they might win the cup. They might take the cup from Tampa Bay and say, "Listen, Nikita, we're gonna take this cup back." Now you're just talking crazy, man. There's no way they'll beat the Leafs. <laughs> Even though the Leafs shit the bed, lost 5-4 in overtime, they had a 4-1 lead. And they, had they, three, they had a 3-0 lead, and then oh, they had a 4-1 lead. The f- Twice they blew a three-goal lead. It's the, it's the threes that are bad luck for Toronto, it looked, it looked like. No kidding. See, um, They look good, though, in the first two periods, but it's just that third period that the third period, you know, the third period of the seventh game. It's it's the same story. How good is McKinnon and that other that young kid on defense there? Uh, uh Cole, Kale, Mark, Kale? Yeah, McCarr. Kale? Oh, Kale wow. McCarr. Those you guys are him, good. Did you, did you see him undress that uh Chicago Blackhawks for oh, yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> and he just dangled was... McFlurry. 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 <laughs> McFlurry. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. <laughs> Go to McDonald's and enjoy oh, your McFlurries. I, I don't know why he said McFlurry. McFlurry. Well, you know. Oh, that was a good one. But yeah, that kid's good. He's going to be top defenseman for years to come. They, they're talking about him possibly beating Paul Coffey's record of 48 goals in a season by defenseman. Do you think that's doable? That's doable. Power play, yeah, I think that's doable. 48 goals by defenseman. Isn't that crazy? Well, 48 goals by any, by a forward. Yeah, is, that is a fucking top dog. Yeah, but as a defenseman. <laughs> that's something real. Probably every assist was by at least Gretzky. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? It was an interesting stat. Back in the day, Grant Fear had 14 assists. In one year? In one year, because he, he'd stop the puck, as me and you both like to do, just stop the puck um, as our goalies. And then Coffee would just pick it up and go end-to-end and either make one dish or he'd score. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Him shoot, uh, redirecting a rebound in the corner, someone picks it up and just passes it to Gretzky and he'll score. Yeah. Hmm. Seems yeah. legit. 
Okay, we better say uh, Cuz of the Week before we forget. Yeah. Cuz of the before Week for we episode 27 is Mr. Trev Copernus of Onigamine. 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 Onigamine Hawks. Of, home of Crow Lake Hawks. Crow Lake Hawks. And the yep. famous Joe Jack. <laughs> Joe Jack, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Trev reached out and messaged and uh, asked, can I be because of the week? And I said, yeah, man, for sure. Great guy, nice guy, good family man. He, uh, he's he been doing a lot of these webinars about him on his journey of uh, living a healthy lifestyle. He's lost weight. So uh, kudos and congrats on your accomplishments, Trev. Keep it up and uh, thanks for your support, man. That's good. Yeah, man. It's really good. And you always want to hear feel good stories about someone that alters their lifestyle and lives pure and healthy. Yeah, for sure. Well, you say that while you're eating a bag of chips and dip. I know. I said you want to hear about it. I'm I'm not doing it though. <laughs> Thinking about McFlurries. <laughs> yeah. So now that we talked about our leaves and oilers. Yeah, we we got that out of the bag, out of the way, off our chest, off our shoulders. Okay, I got a question. Boston I Bruins, might have an answer. Boston Bruins is retiring Willie O'Ree's number. Should the Chicago Blackhawks do the same? They can't retire 21 because Stan Makita was 21, but they should mm-hmm. they should should they honor the same way? Should the Blackhawks honor Fred the same way they're doing with Willie O'Ree? Because they say that Willow Ree broke the color barrier, but uh, Sasaskamu's played in the NHL before before Ree, so wasn't that wouldn't that be considered? Uh, yes, I think so. I think so. Because um, both uh, what Brown's you know, both, not a color no more. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like uh, you always, you hate to you hate to compare travesties and uh you know crimes against humanity about what happened to both uh blacks and both natives like you, you just don't want to do any your goal there but i think they should retire if they want to if they want to say hey, this guy broke the color barrier then why not this guy broke the other color barrier like why this guy broke the native the american barrier like like you ask anybody who's jim pack everybody knows he's you know he's He's famous. He, he he won the cup with Pittsburgh. Now Willie O'Keefe, what was he? Oh, he was uh, you know African American that really broke the color barrier, although along along the lines with um, oh uh, who's that baseball player way back in the sixties that just faced an a, a searing amount of racism. You know I'm talking about yeah Robinson, Jackie, Jackie. forty two. Like, did you watch that movie? Absolutely, I did. With absolutely, I did. I didn't know he played uh, pro in Montreal. Mm -hmm. That was was a neat movie. That was a really good movie. Absolutely, I think they should retire. I think they should honor him. At least honor a ceremony. Like, come on! Like, with everything going on in the world, reach out and say, "Listen, we would like to do the Native American community, Indigenous community, whatever we're called." (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) and uh, just like you know. Put forth an effort. Say, listen, we like to honor uh, Freddie and what he did. We we realize that he he faced an obscene amount of gestures, everything that he 
daily life to play the game that we love. Yeah. So I think even though he played 11 games, that was 11 games in the NHL when they had six yeah. teams. So you figure how many, how many guys are trying to skate now? How many guys are trying to skate back then? Probably the same amount. They only had so, six teams. They, they only like 18 players, a team times yeah. six. That's 108 players. Only. Yeah. See, now you got what? 28 teams. Like there's 31. There are 31 teams. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. 31. 158 yep. players in today's. Yeah. It's uh, four lines and six D. So if, 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 if you, so put in perspective, how many of the players in today's games would make the top six? And if, if they, if they contracted lead to, to six teams, how many players would be out of a job? Like half, half that league. Like, like how many how many good starting line players would be out of a job, right? So it's, so so for someone to go back in time and we're in Freddie, yeah, you know what? Eleven games is fucking good. <laughs> because he played before he played junior Moose Jaw, he was playing residential school hockey. So from, mm-hmm. went from residential school to junior hockey in Saskatchewan to the NHL. It's like holy shit, man. Mm-hmm. So, I will. Well, I will shit. raise. I will raise a metaphorical glass. Dude, <laughs> I can see you roll your eyes. Oh, I freaking rolled my eyes really good. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been oh, no. paying attention to what happened out east and PEI? I think it was PEI. PEI, yeah. Racial incident about. No, that really burns me. There was a racial taunt on this junior B team, and a kid on the, the same teammate, team was defend- the, a teammate was defending his teammate in the, the victim. Yeah, victim, and the, and the teammate got indefinitely suspended. Yeah, the guy that like the guy that taunted didn't even get a fucking penalty from the Isn't ref. Isn't that crazy? You're defending yeah. someone and you get suspended. How is that's just showing you the how hockey Canada doesn't take racism mm-hmm. serious. That junior league, like PEI or yeah. wherever out east. It's crazy. Is, yeah. And now Bauer is doing uh is doing standing up against racism there. That's- so even though you don't like that brand of beer, you should support it. <laughs> but it, it just shows you how far behind Canada is still when it comes to racism. They're they totally oh. picked on the wrong guy to stand, yeah. and all well, he I wanted mean, to do was stand up for his teammate. Like that guy, like the the teammate that stood up for him. You know what? Like we got to reach out to him and say, "Hey, thank you." But when you said how far Canada is behind, just all you got to think about look what happened last year in the playoffs with Edmonton. Right. Yeah. He, he makes one mistake and he gets vilified for the rest for the by the whole fucking province. Can I swear? You, you know, you're gonna well, edit. Even oh, even okay. his team, his team didn't even stand up for him. Well, they they posted a little, but 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 that was after the fact, right? Yep. Like it took a, a volume, like Ethan's sister to say, you know what, this is what's happening to my bro. Like like, do something. <laughs> and then it was it was only even then that. They didn't even come out and say, you know what, 
this is my teammate. Why are you getting mad at him? Why, why get mad at, why don't you get mad at me, Leon, for not fucking scoring everything or, uh, you know, that's you have to stop your teammate no matter what. And mm-hmm. so doesn't matter what color skin of, is of your teammate. You got to stand up regardless, yeah. especially when it comes to racism. Mm-hmm. Like, but that league sucks though, man. You got to, can't suspend someone for standing mm-hmm. up, sticking up for your own teammate. Jeez. But what really burns me is like, I didn't get a penalty. Yeah. So, stand up. Yeah, stand up for yourself if, or yeah. your teammates. If you see or hear any racism, you young kids, stand up. Help your teammate out. You guys are a family on and off the ice. So, if you hear any shit like that, tell someone. Tell your coach. Tell your GM. Tell the ref yeah. during a game. I I would probably give the guy a 200. <laughs> uh, you Right? I, I, there's no place in hockey for no. racism. 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 <laughs> racism. <laughs> All right. We're getting to one up. Next next topic. Change the topic. Change topic before we start swearing and before we you know start swearing profusely. Oh, I forgot one. Shutouts. Do you any do you have oh. any shutouts? Oh. I totally forgot that one. No? Um, looks like you're thinking. How about shout out to audio companies? <laughs> we had a malfunction. Um, I couldn't hear Bush for like the longest time. I don't know. It was his? He thought it was mine. That it was my stuff. Yeah, but I had to unplug my mic, so I'm kind of just yelling because I'm just talking into okay. the computer. So. Tone dog, do I know my computer shit or what? He'll answer oh. that. He, he doesn't know nothing either. <clears throat> but shadows, who will uh, do you have any shadows? I had a shadow last week, a good one. Uh, some of them are regulars, uh, Larry Counselor Jr. and I Falls, yeah, Liam Cardinal, Ty LaValle. Who else we can shout out to? Marlon, did, did, did you see who's following Marlon now? Marlon, Marlon Fisher, Marlon. Did I say Marlon? Harlan. When I anyway, Smudge the Blades guy. Who? What's his name? Oh, who's Kelly following? Rudy? Kelly Rudy's Kelly following Rudy? him now. Yeah, good old Kelly Rudy with his yeah. Vic pads. Smudge the Blades, keep keep on, buddy. Keep on, man. You're reaching yeah, out. Keep... It's good network. Good, good, good stuff. Yeah, keep supporting. That is, is his name Marlon or Harlan? Am I even say your Harley? Sorry, buddy. We got lots of names in front of us. Harlan? Did you say Harlan or? I don't know what I said. A lot's happened in 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I know. I just want to bring it up that Kelly Rudy is uh, following him now. It's pretty neat on on his Instagram account. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, So shout out to Harlan. Harlan, H A R L A N. Yeah. How about, can we get uh, like a non shout out, like almost a boycott or no? Okay. Go ahead. Can I just say like the Team Canada apparel fucking sucks for this year. I absolutely, I, I hate 
what Lululemon has did. Dad, what the did they bastardize creations and they they just they did. They're fucking jackets. They have they have straps to wear like a backpack on a four hundred fifty dollar jacket. That's crazy. Who's gonna pay that for? That amount of money for a Lululemon. So we got, uh, so we as that, so the amateur athletes got to fundraise even more to pick up the tab after. Like, is uh, I don't know. That's just stupid. Like, they, I don't. They must get that stuff free, right? The apparel. You think they'll? Have I it? I think so. Like, go back to Roots Canada. Roots Canada. Roots is good equipment. We're good stuff. That's good yeah. quality stuff. But Lululemon, though, like. That's just obscene what they can, what they, what they want to charge and what they're able to get away with. You know, it's they have a guy's brutal. selection now. It's horrible. Who, why would you want to wear Lululemon clothes if you're a guy? I don't know. What the hell? Anyways, yeah, that's my, I don't necessarily call it a boycott. It's just a, it's a rant. It's a rant. That's my rant for the day, for the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right, that's a good rant. It's mm-hmm. legit. Maybe I'll buy you a Lululemon jacket. <laughs> With that being said, we're done listening to Bush's little rant. <laughs> our interview. You ready for our interview? I'm ready for Yeah. Okay, let's go uh, to our interview with Harley. Let's go. All right. Hey, Res Hockey. Res Hockey would like to introduce you to guest number 27 from Cross Lake, Manitoba, Harley Garrick. Garrick. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Harley. Did I get that? Did I say it wrong? No, yeah. you got it. You okay. got it. We got it wrong hey, the first time, but uh, yeah, like I said, Harley, welcome <laughs> to the show, man. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, it's good to, thanks for inviting me. It's- love doing this stuff it's it's awesome i like i like you guys' show yeah it's it's, uh it's laid back we like just uh have lots of laughs make fun of each (laughs) other and talk res hockey because (laughs) it's uh something that's not really talked about so we thought might as well uh start a podcast and since it's the cool thing to do now a podcast so yeah and uh yeah we, we like having guys like with your hockey experience who moved out of the community to go play hockey and just share your stories to the young, younger generation, the young crowd that, that want to play, but just don't have the confidence yet. So we like to have guys on you. So welcome to the show, man. Yeah. Uh, you played junior in Wayway of the MJ and for Flynn Flon of the Saskatchewan junior. How was your junior experience? Um, it was good. Um, I think I fought too much, to be honest. I wish I focused on my skill a little bit more. I think I would have went further with my hockey. Um, <clears throat> but I think the way it started, um, so in Weiwei, I was 16. And uh, <clears throat> I was like, had a good camp. Like, and I'm not afraid to of anyone. And in camp, I think I just like, ran over everyone and I was I was like six one hundred and two hundred pounds already. So I was I wasn't scared of it. Like I 
shook my gloves at everyone. I didn't care who they were. <laughs> I, I, I hit anything that moved and um, that was my style. <clears throat> so the coach after the camp was like, okay, well, you have two, you have two choices. You go back to AAA and play every, every situation possible, or you can stick it, stick it here with Weiwei and play 30 games and then probably switch you to forward as a fourth liner. So I was just like, um, I'll stick it with Weiwei. And then I ended up missing one game because I think I had the flu that, that year. So I played pretty much every game that season in Weiwei and it was probably because of my hard work and because of my role. Like I, I think it was my first game too. I got in the f- scrap right away and like I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't scared. I, I, want, I, I wanted to do everything to help the team and I don't know. I don't know where that came from, to be honest. I think I did a camp in Igneous, Ontario when I was younger and they taught you how to protect yourself in a fight. And um, that gave me confidence. So like I was I had I was very good defensive fighter where I can maneuver guys to where I wanted them, and then the offensive the offense came. Um, so that was way way. I played there for three years. Um, seventeen as a seventeen year old, I <clears throat> I got hurt in Swift Current camp. Uh, I broke my ankle. I didn't get back till January that season, so I only played twenty games as a seventeen year old. Then I played there as an 18-year-old again. Made made the playoffs with Weiwei that season. That was the first time making the playoffs. Um, there was a couple couple of ways I could have went in those two years as well. Um, as a 17, I went to Swift and in the inter-squad game, I broke my ankle. And that was kind of devastating um, because I was going to play some exhibition games against I think Medicine Hat and Regina Pats. Um, so that, that sucked. So after that, I just thought about the NCAA. Um, I'll put my focus on going there. And uh, so that's what I did. And then even after my 17 year old season, I got a call from the St. John Sea Dogs in the queue. They wanted me to play for them. Um, oh, they, they want me to come to camp. So, and I knew that rule. Um, if you go, if they fly you in and then you're not eligible for NCAA anymore. So I was hesitant and I just said, uh, I'm going to pass the opportunity and just stick with Weiwei because I still had plans to go to the NCAA. Um, and I get that, and I get to camp that season with Weiwei as an 18 year old, and then coach is like, "Well, what what are you doing?" Like, <laughs> I said, "I want to go to college." And um, yeah, they were they were ready to sign you as soon as you got off the plane. So, so I regretted that 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 decision pretty pretty quickly. Um, I still regret it to this day, but that's okay. Like, um, um, I always wanted to go to college in the states and pay like pay that route for anyone in Cross Lake. Um, that was always a goal. Like I knew I had a an idol growing up from Cross Lake named Jamie Maswag, and he played for the OCN Blizzard. He played a couple games with Brandon, um, and then he went to the U of M to play for the Bisons, and I thought that was like really cool. I was like, man, that's that's what I want to do right there. Like I want to play university hockey. I want to play college hockey. And 
no one's ever gone to the states from where I'm from. So that's what I want to do. Um, my grades weren't the greatest in high school. Um, I didn't really care. Like when I was in grade 10, I was in Thompson and we had long road trips. So I wasn't in school a lot. Same thing in Weiwei. We were constantly road trips, right? During the week, weekend. So school wasn't my focus. Um, and then like I did massive teas a couple of times in Weiwei. Uh, I, I struggled. I didn't know what to do. I didn't, I had no, no clue what to do. Like, I didn't know there was like, you can, I didn't know where there was like uh, books you can buy to help you study. Like, I didn't know any of that. Um, I didn't know there was classes you could take at like uh, universities or online that you could do that. I didn't, didn't know any of that. So I just went, went in and took the exam. <clears throat> so that's what I did with my SAT. Um, and then I got traded to Flintlon. Um, we picked up this goalie in Weiwei. He came from the brand of Weekings, but Flintlon held his rights. So like we traded for that goalie for futures. And then I eventually became that future. Like uh, I, I, I got shipped to uh, Flintlon that summer after the playoff run we had. So off to Flintlon I went. Um, <clears throat> Flintlon was fun. It was just you just focus on playing hockey and they actually you had to they gave you they they you either had to work after practice or you had to go to school um uh, so they 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 gave you they got you a job anywhere like in just what doing something in the afternoons um i worked at a sports store and i also did some classes from the u of m as well just taking um, like English classes, helping me write better. That's what I need to focus on. Um, so I did that for two years. And then my last year, I was a captain in Flintlon, which was a huge honor. I mean, that was a pretty, pretty cool franchise there. It's an old franchise and seeing all those old former bombers is pretty cool. And having to wear the sea there was, was awesome. And they had nice traditions like throwing moose legs on the ice after wins. Um, like, a pretty good crowd. We ended up playing Humboldt Broncos in the playoffs both years I was there. And they ended up going to the finals one year and they ended up winning the RBC finals of the championship the other year. So, I mean, pretty good teams to lose to in the playoffs. And that was uh, like that coach there, Mike Reagan. <clears throat> he's probably given the most scholarships in the SJ since he's been there. Um, he constantly gives gets guys to the Division One or or Division Three anywhere. Like if guys want to go to college hockey, like that place is a good good spot to go to, and Regs will help you out. Um, as a 20-year-old, I started off well. I think I had 21 points in 25 games. Then I got an injury in my quad. I had the calcium buildup in my quad for getting hit there too many times. And I was out for 20 games, I think, as well. And I was talking to some schools. 
then when I when I when I got injured, the the call stopped. So I my Division One dreams, I think, were gone. So I had after after Flynn I had um, offers to go to Division Three schools, and Newman was my number. Well, Newman was a choice. I wasn't. I was focused on going to U of M. Like that was another option. And then some something happened in the summer that summer, and and I didn't want to be in Winnipeg anymore, so I ended up going to Newman. They ended up winning a championship the year before, so I thought that was a pretty good program. And it was at Philadelphia, like it's a big city, so I was just like, hey, screw it, let's go experience this place. <laughs> so. You said Newman College hockey, like what? So the making the jump from MJ to there, or SJ and MJ to there, like what was it like for you coming in from a small town or from just northern Canada? Like, was it everything that you thought it was going to be, or was it more? Was it a bit more challenging? What? Yeah, it's like the movies. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like American Pie, those parties and stuff, and that's that's college life. It was it was awesome. Um, I knew I wasn't going to that show. Um, I thought about playing pro after, obviously. Um, but like hockey, I, I was mainly focused on degree now. Um, but like, I, like I've been to big cities before. Like I've been to Toronto. I've been to Montreal. I've been to Vancouver before this. Um, Edmonton, Calgary. So, I mean, a big city wasn't that bad um i was nervous about starting university again after a long <clears throat> time away from high school and i was nervous about the school basically mm-hmm. um i didn't have any confidence at going to school um i was i was scared i was scared at the school part the hockey hockey i wasn't too worried about um uh, yeah, it was a big of an adjustment though, like going from Manitoba to that place. Um, you're like in the big city, you don't like you're Manitoba, you're used to basically native people and white people, right? There's not a lot of black people there. Um, and Philly, Philly, there's a lot of black people there. <laughs> there's a lot of Hispanics, there's more Hispanics than there are natives, like that. There's like you don't see native people there at all um so people thought i was hispanic there um (laughs) so i mean that's all right so there's a lot of a big diversity there and that was an eye-opener um the price of things was an eye-opener it was so cheap down there it was awesome uh the, the weather was awesome you know we got to minus five celsius um and everything's so close like NYC's an hour and a half, uh, Washington, Baltimore, an hour and a half, Washington, two hours, Jersey Shore, 45 minutes. Like, it's so close, you know what I mean? Like, we had so many things to do there, and it was awesome. Um, I, but, I mean, I always wanted to come back, too, for that uh, tax-free money <laughs> to get a job. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I could have stayed over there, too. I mean, it was it's a cool place to live. I'd love, I'd love to live over there. 
No, yeah. So it wasn't a big. It wasn't a big shock at all. I yeah. I had support. Like my roommate was Marlon Gardner from Eagle Lake there, and he made it super easy. His uh, his girlfriend was there, and I had no excuse. Like they they had kids, and they were going to school over there. Like, what's my excuse? Really? Like, <laughs> he's doing this with his girlfriend and his two kids, and I'm I'm single and. <laughs> 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 but like that that was cool too like that's what that's what helped me like that seeing that mindset of him and uh and also like we had a tight team like it was close and like that's that's what made it easy I think that's what got me the good grades I had like I had really good grades in university and I thought it was because of the team I mean like we studied together we pushed each other um and like the previous years like you had like your seniors and your juniors and your sophomores like they they just kind of helped you too like because they've they've taken those classes before too and they just that's we, we all just helped each other and that's probably why I graduated with the university degree is because of them and yeah I mean it's it was a good team to play for it was, it was fun like I love, I love the group of guys we had there what was your favorite part of the college game? Was it traveling with the guys? Because we had Brandon Stanley and he played at, he plays at Niagara University and he said he loves that the college game, just not the game itself, but just hanging around with the boys, the practicing and the road trips. What was your favorite part? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, you got to see part of different parts of the country um we were mostly on the east coast uh we didn't go west too much we north north um i think we traveled upstate new york and uh kind of towards maine and portland that way and uh mainly in new york we were around and yeah like like i said i love my teammates i love being around them and like that that was probably my favorite part of university was like my team you know i mean like they helped me get through so many things and <clears throat> and they were like we were like i said we were super close um and that's what i miss you know i mean like it's what you miss and i think that's what this this podcast is right it's just like kind of being in a dressing room <laughs> talking <laughs> hockey talking different things <laughs> and that's it's that that's awesome like that's that's what i miss and that's what i miss and, and like that's that's the, probably the best part of beer league now too in the rest tournaments is like those dressing rooms right and mm-hmm. that's that's what that's what i miss so you talk about res hockey is there a particular tournament that stands out that you absolutely love to play in that like is there some that you look forward to every march or every april or some is there one tournament that sticks out um yeah, I'd say this was Sakamoose tournament taken over that. Before it used to be the NAFN in Kenora. And uh, well, when I was in college, the only tournaments I could play in was that NAFN. And sometimes when they used to have that Northern Fontaine tournament as well um, in Winnipeg, those are the only two I could make while I was in college. And uh, because of the timing, like Easter break, um i'd fly in and play in those like i i love going to kenora i love the atmosphatmosphere there i, I just kenora is such a beautiful town you know, in a city 
Um, I'd love to go there in the summer, to be honest, and fish. And I love fishing. And uh, maybe even buy a cottage someday. Um, like Lake of the Woods is pretty cool. Um, I'd say Sasakamoose. Um, like the one year we played with Skaganish in the finals, like that whole Sunday was so cool. It felt like such a pro experience. Like you had that South Bell Center, you had the replays on the Jumbotron, you had the awesome live feed, you know what I mean? You had the, the sat, it was basically the Saskatoon Blades people running like the tournament, I mean, that day. So you had the awesome, like, play-by-play, um, play play, like you had, like it was, it was felt professional and I love that. Um, even just playing those little small rod ham rinks and held the trace, like just bringing, like they're, they're small. So, and there's lots of people. So it felt like a packed barn, you know what I mean? And it's loud and especially, especially playing against those Saskatchewan teams. Like they, they bring a big crowd and like Canoe Lake's a good team. I'm not surprised they won this past summer. Um, and we always have good games against them. So I'd say Sasakanus. Mm-hmm. Um, that Melvin Fontaine tournament was pretty cool too when they when they had it there because we had some pretty good teams coming there. And then obviously Kenor, the NAFN is always a good one. <clears throat> I just say the caliber though of the NAFN, like it was, it was always like I think we won it in. 06 for the first time and I was just playing in junior back then and we had like Sandy Bay was good back then we didn't really have the Norris Bruins yet um and I don't really remember that but then when we kind of started winning it back to back there the Bruins were there Eagle Lake was getting good now I mean they were always good but like they were getting better mm-hmm. you know I mean and I think that was like I thought that was only competition like we didn't there was no not a lot of depth from like uh except for eagle lake in that team from the northern northern ontario um i mean cross lake and norris are big reserves so we have we obviously have a lot of depth so those three <laughs> what who are some notable players you enjoy playing against uh most skilled player that you played against in a res tourney there's a lot of good res tourney players. So uh, who comes to mind when you think of someone that's like, holy shit, this guy's coming down my lane. <laughs> He's good. Um, remember like one, one of the memories I have uh, is playing in that Melvin Fontaine tournament and um, Aaron Starr. You know, he was big, a big skilled forward that can sc- snipe. You know what I mean? Like he'd be coming down and you're just like, undress you and jock straps in the corner or in the stands and anything so that's one guy that used to be good um he's getting older now so he's he still has a good shot um now <clears throat> i think in the freddy tournament you're always there's always the pro player that's good um like dub guys are always have good good feet i'd say from canoe lake could be uh Craig McCollum, he's he's got some good skill on him still. Um, Jared Iron as well, he's got some pretty good skill. He can have some good moves. Uh, 
Um, there's a couple from Norway House, my big rival. Uh, see, there's like, like I said, I think that 2019 tournament in Freddie, you had those that that uh, was Swanepoel team had um, the Coopers, like they, you had to contain them, like you couldn't stop them, you just had to try and contain them. Um, they had some good players in that team. Um, and then like Dwight King was there. Uh, oh, that was that was 2018. Dwight King. Um, then you had yeah, I think you know, it was basically those ones. I think yeah, the, the Saskatchewan guys, lots of good players in Saskatchewan. So you have uh, sorry. <laughs> Young players growing up, college, high school, junior, like yeah, what what's one big advice that if you want to pass on to your younger self or to these young guys, these young 15-year-olds that are playing a game that want to go up? Like what's one thing you want to hammer home to these guys? Um <clears throat> I'd say well, it's kind of my uh, I'd say intelligence. Um, like if you look at any smart person, like um and how you do that is probably reading books, um, studying your game, uh, watching video, watching hockey. Like if you look at a smart person, anything they do, like they can figure it out. You know what I mean? So I like that. I like I like smart people that way. Like I like I like intelligence. I like hockey IQ. Um, so if you can study the game, if you can get smarter, find a, find a way to get smarter. Read books. Um, do courses, university courses if you can, and any way to get smarter. Um, and also, I mean, working out. I think anything like away from practice, anything you can do, uh, work out, eat properly, get proper rest, um, and stay consistent. I think consistency is a good one too. Um, try and stay consistent with your workouts and find a camp every summer or mm -hmm. trainer find a trainer i think trainers really help that's what helped me a lot um in junior i think my skill from my way away days to my college days i i had i i had a trainer and it really really helped me that way i don't think i'd probably get too far out of junior if i didn't have that trainer before we uh, let you go, we'll finish with the, <laughs> I guess you call them famous now, the five rapid NIST questions. Yeah. Uh, you ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, let's go. Number one, baked or fried bannock? Oh, fried. <laughs> Number two, ever use a bed sheet for a door or curtain? Curtain. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I had like my whole room, like in college was like, I had a, we had, I had to share a basement. So like I had to figure out how do, how do I space myself from my, my roommate here? And like I had to share, we had to share, this is like an unfinished basement. So I'm like, it's kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like, what if I have a girlfriend or a girl, I mean, a good girl here? And you know what I mean? Like, uh, sorry, 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 Tara, my wife, uh, <laughs> um but yeah so so we use curtains i mean so we use like a, a bed sheet to make a room 
So um, where do you put a lot of the times you put a sock on the doorknob? Where do you put the sock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good question. Okay, uh, number three, ever see Ernest Mooney S live in concert? Yeah, I, like I'm from Cross Lake, so it's, <laughs> I, yeah, you can't you can't not see him. Um, yeah, I've see, seen him. I think CCR came first time I seen him. CCR came across like and he was he was the opening act. So yeah. Number four, Bannock Burger or Indian Taco? Bannock Burger, Bannock Burger. I'm a burger guy. Fifth and last question: Can you jig? No. <laughs> like my one leg is good, but my my left leg is not very good. So I just say no. I, I don't check. Right on, Harley. We uh, thank you for joining us on the show. We uh, yeah. appreciate taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the pod- podcast, man. Yeah, no problem. How's um, how's your uh, your job going with the side there? What do you? It, like it's to... going good. Uh, yeah. Not as busy I thought as I thought it'd be, but. Uh, and uh, not much hockey going in here because I scout for one of the teams in the league too. So not much happening. Uh, I got a lot of like a lot of uh, guys who are out west who are just kind of keeping tabs on me for players that who think that that want to come to Thunder Bay and play junior. So if you uh, know anyone that wants to come out and play in the SIJHL and play junior in Thunder Bay, give me a shout out and I'll uh, get them a tryout and get them to the camp. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <clears throat> Crosslake always has someone yeah. coming up. I mean, it, it's Thunder Bay's a good team. I think they're we're ranked fourth in the country right now. So things are, uh, and they made a bunch of trades today. This trade trade deadline for the junior league. So uh, they're really pushing it to uh, win the league, which is which is good. It's which is you want to see, right? So mm-hmm. it attracts more players when you win. So awesome. So, That's yeah, cool. we'll uh, keep in touch, eh? Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. All right, thanks a lot. Thanks, All right, thanks a lot, Harley. Hello. Hey, guys, Hi. welcome back. That was a great interview with Harley. I mean, my chips Thank uh, <laughs> McDonald's McFlurry for sponsoring the show, <laughs> the interview. I better not say that, though. Uh, no. Trouble. We'll get the wrong spot. We'll get the wrong idea about sponsors. I gotta <laughs> trim this too, by the way. You should, man. Just shave all of it. Shave your beard. So, uh, yeah. I, well, I'm gonna have to eventually at work, though. Yeah. Okay, let's go to our top five. Okay. We're talking top five for this week is top five res teams. All right. We'll just mention five res teams. We won't say the top five, like as if who's better, who's number one. No, no, no. Just, just five. We'll five. Uh, we'll see that at the Freddy. Yeah, we will. Who's, who's going to be a top dog? But we'll just say the top five teams that we think in Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay, number five. I mean, one of five. <laughs> we'll go with the. Uh, 2019 champions, yeah, was Chiefs. Yeah, 
Um, they always have good, strong, solid team. Vern and Alex Cooper, name two guys, but uh, yeah, they're the they won the Freddy so and, and that's no easy feat. So, uh, yeah, that'll be our first. They're based out of Quebec, so that'll be our first. Uh, what was I say number five? Yeah, okay, sure. number four is my home community of, oh, of course. Austria. Moose Factory Scrappers, not <laughs> any favorites, but uh, Moose Factory always has a good team. Uh, a lot of young guys, so, and they have uh, a lot of junior experience. So I think they'll be going to the Freddy this year. So I think they'll give like the rest of the guys uh, a run for their money. So that's Moose Factory, Ontario. That's number four. Number three. We have to say Eagle Lake, right? Got to say it. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Eagle they, Lake. They've been, lost, they've been they a lost. perennial powerhouse the last, uh, I don't know, as far as I can remember, last 15, 20 years. They've always have good caliber hockey. Always. <laughs> they lost in a shootout at the Freddy last year to Canoe Lake. So, and they have a good core of guys uh, Tim Cavanaugh, Nathan Breer, Marlon Gardner. Just to name a few. So, um, yeah, Eagle Lake which is uh, at least top five for uh, top five teams anyways. Okay, number f- – what number is that? That's three. So Three, yeah. Number two. This is a tough one because I'm just it trying is. to think of, like, out of the teams in Manitoba, you have a lot of good communities that yeah. are top notch. But my pick for – Manitoba to be like one of the top five teams, it'd probably be even uh, even though our guest is from Cross Lake, the <laughs> <laughs> uh, Norway House, Norway House Bruins. Yeah, know, between Norway House Cross Lake, though, they're close, though, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a tough one to say. Like Would you look you... at a, like like sorry to interrupt. You look at a couple of years at uh, I bet you for a span of five, four or five years or so, they met each other in the final. That just goes just like a homegrown talent. Like that's there says a lot about their communities and their their passion for the game. They're top notch players, right? Yeah, that's a tough one because Man- uh, Manitoba has so many good teams. Like you got Sandy Bay, you got mm-hmm. OCN, then you got. Norway House, Cross Lake, then Fisher River. So there's a lot of good teams in Manitoba that could be the top five in Freddy and go on and win the Freddy. So, mm-hmm. but I'm just trying to pick one team per province. Yeah. Like it's... we're just doing this quick. So it's tough. And our number one or our top five for, I think we'll go Canoe Lake. Okay. They're, they won the, the Freddy. They beat Eagle Lake in a shootout last year. So, and I think they'll do some damage at the Freddy again this year in May. So, those are Reds Hockey's top five teams that can do some damage at the Freddy come this mm-hmm. May. So, that's Canoe Lake, Moose Factory, Eagle Lake, Westwanapee, and Norway. Norway House. 
So those are five deadly teams. Deadly. Deadly. <laughs> and if you guys need a guy for the Freddy, give Bush a shout out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Can't wait for that to watch those teams play. That's going to be good. Okay. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I think it was last episode or the episode before, we talked about Instagram and how yes up for these draws because you never know if you'll win or not and it doesn't hurt to put your name in these draws because uh-uh. at least i won sorry to interrupt but i got still some of your thunder i want a cord of wood that's coming to me tomorrow firewood what is wood right yeah <laughs> what's the it's value of a cord of wood yeah oh crap it's a couple hundred it's quite a, a couple hundred maybe depending on who uh who what outfit like there's no far after working in the mill and how much wood I handle, there's no really definitive. So you like handling wood? wood? Well, that's what I do all night at the mill. <laughs> wow, well, there's it's, it's a lot of wood. It's gonna be lots of fires, like what? a lot of wood. <laughs> Don't get too excited. It's gonna be a <laughs> lot of wood. And then uh, a couple of years ago, you won what? You got you got outfitted by True Hockey Instagram team contest, true. people. Yeah, yeah. Instagram hashtag Team True. And, and this past we'll... winter, this past Christmas, this past I put yeah. my name yeah. to Renfrew. You know the Shingard tape and hockey tape. Yeah, they have they had a twelve days of Christmas. And I put my name in there, and I won a pair of Eagle gloves. So that was day number three. So. I'll be uh, receiving some nice eagle gloves. I don't know <laughs> what color they are. I just told them the size of gloves that I have. So, yeah. So what size pays... gloves do you have? What? Huh? What size what gloves do you have? I think I put 15s. Mm-hmm. I don't like uh, my gloves to be really snug to my hands. I like no. I like that moving my hand around my glove. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's... Want a new pair of Eagle gloves and they'll be in the mail. So we'll see how what color they are. Hopefully they just don't send me like the bundle that they they couldn't sell in just ugly colors. Yeah. So um, yeah, these Instagram draws, man. Bauer has them all the time. CCM has has them. All these big hockey brands, they have them. So just put your name in there. Have some fun and you might win. So yeah. What are you typing right now? Um, using the Google machine. I want to check something. What are you checking? Um, some that we should touch up if we if a lot of players uh, um, listen to us about if we have any influence about safety equipment. I think we should touch on this. Yeah, we should. Because uh, last week, yeah, there was a um, last week. There is a. I've seen I've seen this happen. I've seen people's tripped up on their skates uh, fly with no regard. Well, since they know with no regard, it's, it's an accident. Uh, people don't realize that our skates are literally they are razor sharp, and they can cut flesh in an instant. Um, 
we want to give a sh- uh, little honorary uh, shout out or thoughts and prayers to the family of Teddy uh, Belkind. He uh, a skate cut his neck during a game last week, and um, you know it's just it's it's an awful awful tragedy. It, it can I bet you it happened within half a second, and no one could no one ever saw that kind of thing coming. But we wanted like you kids, we as parents, as uncles, as aunties, as grandparents, we want you to wear neck protection, not just for an errant puck or a errant or a stick, but razor sharp blade, razor blades that uh, that we skate on, they can cut neck uh, in a hurry. Um, goalies, uh, was that goalie, that Buffalo Sabres goalie years and years ago? Remember him? Yeah. Malarchuk. Yeah. yeah, if if you Google him on YouTube, you see an accident and he put his uh you can see the the neck uh, blood rushing pumping. So it's really, really gruesome. But people, you kids, you parents, try and push for neck protection, the, the Kevlar protection, and just don't let them leave the ice. Don't let them go on the ice without it. It's uh mandatory in hockey Canada for like U18. You have to wear a neck guard, mm-hmm. and just don't tape it up and take the no. cloth, take the main line that out of the cloth, because I know we used to do that. Yeah, but even if your kids are in practice or just scrimmaging, yeah. make them wear their neck guards make and them their wear... pads. Because yeah. my son Nick, he had a bad like he would scrimmage with me and my buddies, and he would just wear no neck guard, wear no shoulder pads, and I get mad at him. So yeah. You gotta wear your protective gear, man. Like, what are you gonna do when uh, mm-hmm. you're still young and you're 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 still growing, right? You don't want to jeopardize your growth, especially like like you said, sharp skates and yeah. Wear your neck guards. Well, it's not mandatory in the states. It should be, and I think there's a should be petition going around in Facebook and uh, social media for USA Hockey to make it mandatory for youth to wear neck guards yeah because it's scary man it's scary that it happens that happens so fast and everybody knows you see the movies real life like when someone gets their neck cut like that like they have seconds it's not like oh you know we'll just wait for the ambulance to go no 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 you have seconds and then that's it everybody's life can change in an instant so yeah thoughts and prayers to teddy uh, Teddy's family out in Connecticut. Yep. So that's Six, it's, 16 years old, guys. He's only 16 years old, and that's it. So, yeah, it's, it's sad, especially when it's on the ice. And But, yeah, wear your, uh, wear your hockey gear and wear it properly. So, that's, uh, that's a tough and touchy subject because you don't want to see none of that stuff happen to anyone no okay okay topic change guys speaking of hockey speaking of hockey gear and hockey jerseys i don't know if anybody noticed on our on my profile i had to change it (laughs) to a certain (laughs) for and again for uh, again i had to and i have to leave it up for seven days because starting Beat Edmonton. Uh, what was the score? It was a like four two. Four two, yeah. So, 
Bush wanted to make another bend. I said, well, since you want to, we'll make it a week this time. That's a week, yeah. And the shithead tried to... <laughs> I forgot about it. I messaged well, him. I was like, are you going to change your profile? <laughs> he did, yeah. He, he did message me. <laughs> so when he did, I made sure I commented the time. Yeah, yeah. Have it on his profile pic. So until Good Saturday, blue uh, until Saturday morning at ten something a.m., I can, I can, I can revert my profile picture. Why would you ever bet against the Leafs? I don't know. You can change your profile Saturday, January fifteenth at twelve fifty-five p.m. He's checking the time. <laughs> I checked. Holy and- man. The funny thing is, like, you tried to ignore me for like a couple days, and I know I did. <laughs> Once that game was over, I checked my phone right away to see. <laughs> of course, it did. It's like what a guy, but it was an easy, easy win. Ah, oh, listen to this. McDavid wasn't COVID protocol, so nah, Jerry Settle had a lot of chances. Yeah, he did. You can tell he you can tell he was pissed off at himself. Oh, he was shooting from everywhere after a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, something's gotta go in. <laughs> Do you think they'll make the playoffs? Uh at this rate, no. They're no, they, out of so, trouble right now, right? Like yeah. They're not all they're not all they're in they're they're not at the wild card yet, but they're gonna very well be, and then they're gonna if this keeps up, they're gonna be the outside looking in again. They need a goalie. They can't play Mike Smith. Right? No. Yeah, he uh he knocked he knocked the goal and he, he gave you guys a goal the other night. Yeah, that was uh, like a bounce pass. <laughs> ODR has been cold. Have have you been oh, going yeah. to ODR? Uh, I might go tomorrow night. It's only it's only gonna be like minus teens tomorrow so, night. Yeah, it's supposed to warm up tomorrow. Are you gonna go on the lake? No. No. May, no. Maybe. Does he have lights? Not, or you're gonna go. Probably just go Evergreen. I'll go with you. Oh yeah, eh? I guess you could. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, you should tell. Let's message message uh, Andrew and tell him to go in this. Uh, Goldie gear, and just fire yeah, just fucking headhunt him, just like the <laughs> just like a typical beer league uh, warm up. Hey, Harabic, thirty snappers to the head, yeah. thirty snappers from the hash marks to the head. Just, yeah, just just mad at your goalie for no reason. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, guys, uh, okay. that was another uh, another great show. Episode 27. So if you guys have any ideas for like top five or ideas that you want us to talk about on the show, if you want to be because of the week, shoot us a message and we'll uh, gladly listen to your ideas and most likely suggestions. Yes. Because sometimes I run of ideas and Bush can't think of nothing. So. So, yeah, give us a shout-out, guys. Don't be shy. So, thanks again for listening to episode 27. (laughs) I don't know what Bush is doing. (laughs) I don't want to know what Bush is doing. Yeah. 
He's playing with his beard. On air. On air. You got <laughs> to cut your beard, man. Oh. How long have you been growing your beard? Uh, over a year. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, I've trimmed it a couple times to clean it up a little bit, but... No. <laughs> it ain't no ZZ Top, I can tell you that. Oh, it's no... Uh, what is that show about those guys that make duck calls again? Duck Dynasty? <laughs> duck Dynasty, yeah. <laughs> You're no Uncle Sai. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for... In and listening, we'll see you again next week. Yes, we will. So, peace, peace. See you.